No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, we see where Naomi advises Ruth to go to the threshing floor at night to reveal to Boaz her desire that he would be her kinsman redeemer. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the book of Ruth, chapter 3, on Simply the Bible. After living in Moab for 10 years, Naomi returned to Bethlehem with her daughter-in-law Ruth. But those years had been hard on her. In Moab, her husband and her two sons died. Now Ruth insisted on returning to Israel with Naomi, but an Israelite was not permitted to marry a Moabitess. So the chances that Ruth would be remarried were next to nil. Both Naomi and Ruth were poverty-stricken because Naomi's husband had sold their inheritance prior to moving to Moab. And now there was no one to redeem it. We continue in Ruth chapter 3. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, shall I not seek security for you that it may be well with you? Now Boaz, whose young women you were with, is he not our relative? In fact, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Therefore, wash yourself and anoint yourself Put on your best garment and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. Then it shall be when he lies down that you shall notice the place where he lies. And you shall go in, uncover his feet, and lie down. And he will tell you what you should do. And she said to her, All that you say to me I will do. Naomi wanted to provide security for Ruth as though she were her own daughter. If you've ever seen the movie Fiddler on the Roof, there is the matchmaker who arranges marriages. Naomi reminds me of her. Arranged marriages were common in that culture. Since Naomi's husband was dead, she had to handle this herself. Now, Boaz was a close relative, also known as a kinsman redeemer. He could redeem the family inheritance that Naomi's husband had sold during the famine and then marry Ruth, giving her a firstborn son who would bear the name of Ruth's deceased husband. It was Ruth's right and responsibility to seek this for the sake of her husband's name as well as for her own security. Boaz had already shown favor to Ruth by encouraging her to glean only in his field and by making sure that the harvesters left plenty behind for Ruth to collect. And Ruth had appreciated this gracious kindness. No doubt Naomi thought, hmm, could this be God working? Naomi's advice to Ruth was full of practical wisdom. She understood that the harvest was a time of celebration and rejoicing. All the laborers would work at the threshing floor, tossing the barley into the air with the winnowing fork and letting the wind carry away the chaff while the grain kernels fell to the floor. Then they would gather the grain in piles and everyone would sleep near the piles of grain to protect them. Boaz would be in good spirits. 
this would be the time for Ruth to present herself. My mother taught me much about the importance of waiting for good timing. Ruth was to prepare herself for this very important meeting, like someone going for a most important career interview. She needed to make a good impression. By washing herself, Ruth would be clean. By anointing herself with perfume, she would smell good. And by putting on her best garment, she would be a knockout. Now, we must view these facts as they correspond with our relationship to Christ. For he is our kinsman redeemer. As our close relative, he had the right to redeem us from our sins and make us his bride. But before we can become his bride, we must do these three things. First, we must wash ourselves. The Bible tells us that the only thing that can wash away our sins is the blood of Jesus. In Titus 3.5, we are told he saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. Second, we must be anointed. Each person who receives Christ receives the anointing of the Holy Spirit. 1 John 2.27 says, As for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. The anointing we receive brings forth the sweet fragrance of the fruit of the Spirit. Third, we must be clothed. We are clothed with the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ. Romans 3.22 says this righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. Now, Naomi also told Ruth that she was to carefully watch where Boaz would lay down on the threshing floor to sleep. He would be fully satisfied when he retired for the night. Finally, as everyone was sleeping, she was to quietly walk in, uncover his feet, and lie next to his feet. His exposed feet would gently wake him up. Then he would see Ruth lying next to him. Naomi told Ruth, after this, he will tell you what to do. And Ruth responded, all that you say to me, I will do. One of the most beautiful qualities about Ruth was her complete submission to her mother-in-law, which was because she truly loved her. Verse 6. So she went down to the threshing floor and did according to all that her mother-in-law instructed her. And after Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was cheerful, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. And she came softly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. Now it happened at midnight that the man was startled and turned himself. And there a woman was lying at his feet. And he said, Who are you? So she answered, I am Ruth, your maidservant. Take your maidservant under your wing, for you are a close relative. And then he said, Blessed are you of the Lord, my daughter, for you have shown more kindness at the end than at the beginning, and that you did not go after young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you request, for all the people of my town know that you are a virtuous woman. 
Now, it is true that I am a close relative. However, there is a relative closer than I. Stay this night, and in the morning it shall be that if he will perform the duty of a close relative for you, good, let him do it. But if he does not want to perform the duty for you, then I will perform the duty for you as the Lord lives. Lie down until morning. Now, there was nothing immoral or inappropriate about Ruth lying at the feet of Boaz, other than the fact that a woman was not generally allowed to be where the workers were sleeping on the threshing floor. But Boaz wanted Ruth to keep quiet about it because he wanted to handle this matter his own way. He didn't want anyone knowing that Ruth had chosen him to be her kinsman redeemer. Not yet, anyway. And he certainly didn't want the closer relative to know his intentions. Now, how did Boaz know that there was a closer relative than him? He had already done his homework. The ball was in Ruth's court, so to speak. Boaz was waiting and no doubt hoping that Ruth would make the first move and that it would be him. It is interesting that Ruth had a spotless reputation in Bethlehem. Everyone had heard how she had left her own people and gods to cling to Naomi and become part of their community. She could have been flirtatious. She could have gone after the young men. But she knew that as a Moabitess, the law of Moses prohibited her from being part of the assembly of Israel. She maintained a low profile and simply served her mother-in-law and gleaned in the field of Boaz to gather food for the two of them. Boaz was deeply impressed that Ruth would choose him over one of the younger men. He was hoping that the other kinsman redeemer would not fulfill this duty. It was a long shot, for it was considered shameful not to marry the widow of your relative when he died childless. This other relative would have to be willing to accept the shame in the community attached to forsaking this sacred duty. But Boaz was forming a plan. Boaz told Ruth to lie down until morning because he didn't want her to go home alone at night. He was protecting her. So she lay at his feet until morning, and she arose before one could recognize another. Then he said, Do not let it be known that the woman came to the threshing floor. Also, he said, Bring the shawl that is on you and hold it. And when she held it, he measured six ephahs of barley and laid it on her. Then she went into the city. Ruth lay at the feet of Boaz all night long and then rose before dawn. But before she went home, Boaz gave her six measures of barley to take home to Naomi. The word ephah doesn't appear in the original language, so it's anyone's guess how much grain he actually gave her. Certainly, Boaz protected her and provided for her. And now he would not rest until the matter was settled. When she came to her mother-in-law, she said, is that you, my daughter? And then she told her all that the man had done for her. And she said, These six ephahs of barley he gave me, for he said to me, Do not go empty-handed to your mother-in-law. And then she said, Sit still, my daughter, until you know how the matter will turn out, for the man will not rest until he has concluded this matter today. Now Ruth simply had to sit and rest while she waited for her redemption. And this is where the church finds herself today. 
as we wait for the coming of our bridegroom, Jesus Christ, and our full redemption. He has already purchased us with his own blood, but has not yet laid claim to us and taken us to his home as his bride. So we sit and rest in our relationship with Christ until he comes again. And yet we occupy ourselves in good works until he comes, for we are in a lost world that needs to hear the good news about our Savior and Redeemer. May God fill us with his spirit so that we may be faithful and courageous witnesses in these dark days. Lawlessness is abounding. The love of many is growing cold. These are the signs that Jesus told us to watch for in the world, and they are happening before our eyes. But Jesus also said, Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. I know that my Redeemer lives and that he is coming soon. It's time for us to look up. As with Ruth, our redemption is assured. It's just a matter of time. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we will conclude this amazing love story from the book of Ruth and discover how it relates to our relationship with Christ. We hope you'll join us as we conclude the book of Ruth on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.